0: systems signing
1: off awesome so yeah well we, sign off, we sign off and then we go wait two seconds and then we go into <laughs> game dev mode yeah well okay wait wait yeah, I, yeah, have, I have one thing to say first one thing to say first uh, matt episode. your space yeah. military game what was it ida ada ignition ada ignition have you ever heard of a game called stars without number no so it is a system that is specifically built for um for it's a game where you have inter you, you have interstellar capabilities but not like but not um not beyond light speed. Um it's specifically and purposefully built for a society that was able to travel to space and then something called the Scream cut them off from their technology hub on Earth and now they're just amongst the stars trying to survive and it's specifically built with support for factions and all that stuff. Mm. I know I, it's just it's an interesting factoid. Obviously, you do GURPS. So yeah, <laughs> usually. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, that was a fun rant. I was like, "Oh, I have a, I have a game for that."
0: Speaking of space military games, yes. Trent, do you recall, do you recall when we were um doing that service project on the mission at some member's house, and we got talking about like uh how we would like how would you play because there was a campaign that my brother's been thinking about running for a long time, but he wants it to be a very high mortality. Space military campaign. So there's like a, a large troop and people like di- dying off left and right. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that?
1: Uh, vaguely.
0: And we were having trouble thinking of something. But when Matt said space military, it just made me think of that. And I had this idea. So say you're playing this and you want, you want it to be a campaign where it's like, this is not going to be a super long campaign. There's a specific mission that they're going to try to get through. Maybe it's they need to get through these tunnels to the opposite side of this asteroid, or whatever. Right? High stakes, very easy for characters to die off, get killed by aliens or whatever. Um, but there's a large number of, like, large number of characters that aren't super developed. So, um, my idea for how to do this is each player plays as like a troop with. I don't know, like four or like five uh, minor characters. Oh, mm-hmm. I remember this. And sorry. Wait, because ha- Matthew's been to- tossing this idea around since per- since
2: the days. Yeah, of we we Lizards did the toast. So did we you did you like a half session of this.
0: That's right. Yeah, was using, like, That's the right. Jedi
2: yeah. uh, system.
0: Okay.
1: Yes. So I do. I do remember you talking about that. Jedi system specifically part of it.
0: Here's my idea for this: you have a sheet in front of you. It has the names of, of your different characters, um, and you have you know you you have like a an accent written down for each character because you need to and and they need to all be very distinct with how they sound. Like oh you you, you know uh, high pitched nasally this one, uh, haughty British this one, you know whatever. But then each character has, I don't know how many stats you would want there to be in this, like four stats. And, uh, so each squad will have like, have a medic, they'll have a strategist, they'll have a, uh, engineer and they'll have a, I don't know. Um, they'll have the, uh, the moral backbone or whatever. I don't know, but
1: <laughs> they have a tank. Let's be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah. But like, Each character will have like a medic score and a a fight score and, and whatever. So they'll just have like four numbers next to them. When you're playing, the stats that you use is you get to use the highest stat available to you for each thing, for each character that you have that's not currently incapacitated. So like you'll have a like if you if your medic is out of commission, then maybe You have another character that has you know you you don't have your character that has a four in medic but you have another character that has a three in medic so you still like aren't immediately completely wiped out um but then like you can still you can be like losing characters but not be out of the game immediately but it still really hurts because each character has a name and their own voice and then also like in some ways you'll be like your stats will be weakened as it happens I don't know, that was the idea that I had. What do you guys think?
2: I mean, I think it's good because I've agreed to play it before. It was just a bit different than uh <laughs> I think how you delivered it there.
0: When we did it before yeah. though, were we doing each person's playing as one character,
2: or did we each say player each had person three has characters, true? I think.
0: Ah, okay. Which was crazy. But also I think it'd be awesome if we could manage a way to actually pull it off.
2: I agree. I I
1: think that'd be I think that'd be super fun. Um Yeah. I, I like the idea.
0: I think maybe it could also be like, you're supposed to have in mind one character from your troop that's kind of kind of your main character. The captain. And you're like fleshing them out a little bit more. And they're slightly less likely to die than any of the other characters, but they still could. So there's still that like high sense of danger that's still still kind of Game of Thrones ask or (laughs) Joss Whedon show ask where it's like it's like somebody could just randomly die and it's like, oh wow, like I guess this person this other person who thought it I thought was a much more minor character is actually
1: the main character here. So we're looking at a squad of three to four soldiers who are kind of fragile, but kinda not, depends on the situation.
0: I'm thinking like if you take a damage, um, then it's like like your hit points isn't like, oh, each character has six hit points or ten hit points or whatever. It's like your hit points are mm. the members of your troop. And so you can take a damage and it's like, oh, that's a member of the troop incapacitated. Like they're still alive, but they're like not able to assist right now because they're injured and the, like the medical equipment is working on them. But then you can get hit again and have that character be permanently
1: dead. This sounds kind of like a... Um, gosh, um, have you ever played XCOM? No, but I've played Mario no.
2: Mario vs Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, <laughs> which is the Nintendo version of XCOM. Surprisingly, featuring the minions of video games, and it's one of the best games for the Nintendo Switch.
1: i was just gonna say this idea it kind of reminds me of if xcom was an rpg yeah i can see that
0: i have i haven't played xcom so i'll have to look it up to get an idea of what it's like a
2: top-down strategy shooter turn-based against aliens and stuff turn-based strategy yeah turn-based strategy it's a really good game i haven't played it but i know it's really good i I really enjoy it. It's a good mix of short-term
1: and long-term strategy because you can do absolutely wonderful at short-term strategy and then realize 12 hours later that you screwed yourself over right at the beginning. (laughs) Interesting. But it's a ton of fun.
0: But yeah, I like this idea I have for this because it gets rid of the problem of like you having to have a million turns because each person has three characters or whatever. Because instead it's just like, you take an, you know your turn is what your entire squad does but your stats are still better if the more people that you have intact
1: yeah and you can just have like a bit like you know like an index card or a business card or whatever for each of the uh each of the squaddies
0: yeah like two character traits and a voice (laughs) and then it kind of builds from there i guess
1: eventually you just end up with uh that one squad from clone wars where you got like was it fives and heavy and the <laughs> other clones whose names escaped me and they like most of them survived yeah. and they did cool stuff i guess <laughs> i don't know i didn't watch all of clone wars
0: oh my gosh and then <laughs> you could build into the story like if you wanted to you could have in the story like there are like people that you can add to your squad as you go like maybe you're on a rescue mission or so- i don't know something where it's like oh. Now you have two more people in your squad who have these stats that were already predetermined and like, you know, maybe you lost your medic and that sucks. But you just found this guy who's a doctor who has a zero in in his fight stat, but he has a four in his medic or whatever that that you'd have that instead of having like a health potion.
2: Oh, man. I'm just like looking through all of my other campaign notes and be like, I wish I could run this there's so many good ideas. I never get to like share yeah. because I just don't get to play these campaigns. Like the reason I didn't go with, um, reason I didn't go with Grand Mendoza is because it's, you know, it's, it's supposed to be a little bit more probably like violent and inappropriate than is acceptable for uh systems. But like, I mean, I say that, but also some pretty <laughs> gruesome stuff has happened. <laughs> violent. Yes. Inappropriate. Just, no. Yeah. Not as much, but like, gosh, yeah. Like one of one of my favorite things from here is um basically one, one of the factions they're basically uh, how what's what's a really good way to put this without being like absolutely horrible. They're like um uh, it's it's like a well, I can't say that because they are problematic. Basically it's it's very much like a gilded society that lives inside like this world's equivalent of Disneyland. Where um, everything seems like you know they've the uh-huh. park is like still kind of actually functioning, but it's very much like a. I, I guess you could basically almost call it a fashions, fascist state where it's it's run by like this guy who's just like a combination of like a, a fascist dictator Willy Wonka and Walt Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's like I a like it.
0: Totalitarian oh, cult.
2: kind of, kind of, but like it's you know. Like it's it's not capitalist cult. horrible horrible. It's just there's no freedoms. <laughs> uh, if if you took that idea
1: and just skewed it from fascist to like hyper capitalist, that's actually the uh, campaign that the Adventure Zone is running now, see, right it's now. It's funny that because I do
2: have a different. Uh, there's a different thing that's kind of looping around where there's a different faction. In fact, their their biggest enemy. Um, they built out of a giant mall, and it's called the Cell, and. <laughs> that is a S E L L. No, the yeah, the S E L L because it's based out of a giant mall. But it's a giant. I love it. uh, it's a communist state that is built around a like the idolization of like this young girl who's like their hero basically, and they've got like a fanatic devotion to her. And so like they're they're like at war, and they've grown really quickly because they're just like willing to try to grow the their society for her there's a there's there's one where it's um oh gosh it's like the like the the former major like freeway overpass exchange like a group of people like stalled that out and they turned it into like a uh like a, a, like a vagabond or like a wanderer sort of city where it's like very free there's like no rules but it's like it's just all these people coming here for like safety and sanctuary and it's like a crossroads uh yeah
0: too fun we need to play more. And I say that fully knowing well that I'm one of the main <laughs> reasons we don't play more. Yeah, I kind of like something to shake it up, though. Like, yeah, it's gotten—that's l- true. It's it's gotten a little bit too steady. It, well, that's nah, not true. It's it's not. It's definitely not been steady recently. But <laughs> I'd still like something to to shake it up a little bit. Like me fighting. That's with why you. <laughs> I was excited about Jeremy coming on because, like, yeah, I guess. I thi- not steady character dynamics wise but steady tonally.
2: I think I, th- I think a, it'll be a pretty decently big change uh with even you can you can feel the difference in a uh, bird crimes and the Witch is dead. Uh those games are different than Dystropia. Oh, yeah. I think me running a campaign you know, or Trent being a player that switches up the thing a lot. You throw a third player into that mix almost the yeah. entire thing is different other than you.
0: That's true. That's true. Like we're the
2: same people, but we we're yeah. different when it comes to running versus all this stuff. I I think you throw a third person here, the game is totally different, especially with the kind of game that I'm going to be running. That's again a campaign that is half based around a Halloween costume.
1: Yeah. yeah. I I think honestly, what we might need to do just to like help with that um that is we just need to be a bit better about doing one shots every so often. Fair, yeah.
0: Honestly, yeah.
1: Because I think because like. Which is dead bird crimes those were both um those were both good and awesome breaths of fresh yeah. air,
0: yeah, it's true, and I yeah, because I kind of I mean I love the idea of bravo, but I kind of get tired of being bravo after a while <laughs> and so yeah,
1: yeah, plus I get you and I like i'm I'm personally ready about ready to. Like I I wanna get to the finale of Dystropia like, to be like, cool, that was a fun story. Put a bow in it, set it aside, move on to something else. Yeah. We've got a whole nother yeah. third arc. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One thing that I've been I've been working on a little bit while in the space between the last time we played and now, um, I had an idea. Um, because like the the concept of, of noir and like those that those kind of like gritty mystery stories, um I think it's fun and it's entertaining. Um, not necessarily that the stuff has come out that's come out of the genre is necessarily great, but it's like it, I don't know. It's it's a cool vibe, um, and so I've been working on making a system that is like a procedurally generated or like I, I shouldn't say procedurally. It's randomly you can roll dice on tables to make the entire game, um, but like RPG.
0: Okay, and is it noir? Like noir set.
1: Uh yeah, it's it's uh like it's noir themed. Um the it, a lot a lot of the stuff that goes on surrounds uh, a mix of corrupt cops, uh mafia and mob influence and and uh people lying to manipulate manipulate you.
0: <laughs> okay, okay.
2: <I laughs> Interesting. Like it.
1: It's it's it at the points where it's at the point where I would want to start um playtesting certain Ooh. parts of it. and see how it goes and yeah oh i could actually give me two seconds i can just share the google doc where it's all built with you guys and my my absolute favorite thing because you know this is not production ready even remotely um it's that i can do whatever i want um with stuff and so in the section where it's like here's how to build a character um the character is
2: just straight up Danny DeVito. Oh my gosh. I was, I was just about to tell my own Danny DeVito story here. I was I'm, on my phone screen right now. I was laughing. I'm still looking at my notes and I'm like, remember how I was talking about how I just like to insert jokes into here. One, one of these, yeah. one of these characters that I've got here that was from the uh, first, the Island Iolian adventures, the comedy fantasy that I ran with Jeremy and Andy and Laura Um there's a guy who's basically just like a magical pawn shop owner. His name is trustworthy Jack and it's just a Danny DeVito impression. <laughs> this is, this is alongside the uh, weapons store owner whose name is Jim Halbert. <laughs> and and let's not forget hey. they're a big ally who who's is an he? ice, who is an ice uh, fighter whose name was Jacques Frust.
1: <laughs> nice. which they, they knew who
2: Jacques Froust was from like game session one. And they only realized in the very last session that it was just a stupid way of saying Jack Frost,
0: Jack Frost. Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: my Talking like two dozen sessions and they never realized that it was just Jack Frost. Oh my gosh. Too good. That okay. is hilarious.
0: I'm going to click on this fedoras and whiskey. Do as we play, uh, do we get extra points if we drink whiskey? We wear fedoras and drink whiskey.
1: Well, so I'll I'll give you the general rundown of how how that works. Um, it's the system is based quasi loosely off of how um, the Burning Wheel works, which is where you have um, attributes that have a number of dice, and when you have to make a test for that attribute, you roll that number of dice, and anything that is a four five or six counts as a success towards the task. And if you fail a task, the narrator, um, sorry, if you fail a task that is dangerous, the narrator will give you something called stress and your character can handle somewhere between six and 10 stress, depending on their background. Um, the way you reduce stress is whiskey.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay.
2: All right. I was going to say where, let me go to the outline because I just want to hop to that. I've got another quick thing for my space military. Yeah. The, uh, the autopilot's name is, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's an AI hologram. His name is Autologic Flight Response Emulator and Database, uh, also known as Alfred. <laughs> and it's just my Alfred impression one. from Batman. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. I found it. It goes, whiskey is a
1: tool that can be acquired through gameplay. There are two truths about noir fiction. Everyone smokes and everyone drinks far too much. So what better coping mechanism for stress than blatant alcoholism?
2: Just have it's just if it's just one drink, it's not alcoholism. (laughs) I'll I'll grab my actual bourbon on the rocks and and drink along with the game.
0: (laughs) If it's one drink, it's not, but we are specifically talking about you relying on it
1: to cope.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's you know what, you're
1: right. My bad. Wait, (laughs) I I missed that subject. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like this, this game was a mix of man. I would love a game like this, but I don't want to go looking for one. I'll just make it instead. Kind of because I want to have the experience of making it. And also, man, it's raining at work and I have nothing to do. (laughs) I guess I'm going to write, I guess I'm going to be creative and and write down um, stuff for a game. But yeah, no, like the idea is that as you go, um, as you go, like things are supposed to be determined kind of for you. You know, honestly, part of the inspiration for this was, when we were playing um the Witch is Dead and bird crimes uh, Matt some of your feedback about stuff was that you didn't know when to uh like when to trigger certain events yeah and so I was like okay cool well what if there was a system where you know the the idea is that like you know like you're doing game night or whatever and someone invites an extra person over or someone cancels and you can't do the game you've thought of and you've got about five minutes way too, a, a bunch of dice and a deck of cards what can you do and I'm like, okay, let's see if we can do this. The uh, general idea is that, um, like the, the narrator will generate a client and the mystery, and then from there, um, at a a set number of basically uh, at a set number of die rolls, a plot twist happens that progresses the story. And after two plot twists, um, it's up to the characters to either succeed or fail the um, at solving the mystery. I see. Interesting. Is the mystery? Do I do I know if it works? No. Does the? But that's what playtesting's for.
0: Like, is the mystery set and determined? Like, is it something that the game master knows what it is, or is a mis- like does the salt does the act of solving the mystery establish what the solution was?
1: Uh, the latter. So, I t- so, I took a leaf Agatha out of, Agatha Christie um, style. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, like, so, like, for instance, um, when you're, when you're creating a pr- uh, mystery th- as a narrator, um, all you'll know when you create it is, um, like, if you're, like, my, my blank was blanked, and I think it was because of blank. Uh, blank was also involved, which makes no sense when you say it that way, but when you're involving a person, you know, it's like, my, my spouse was kidnapped, um, I think it was because he owes a debt to, he owes a debt to someone. His bookie would would know, and that's all that like the narrator knows about the mystery until the PCs go and try mm-hmm. and solve it.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, and you know, like there's that um, part of the you know like the prep for the for the the narrator is to take index cards and using a couple of tables generate four or five NPCs that he may he or she may need to conjure out of nothingness during the game you know it's 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 things like that where it's like try to use tables to generate as much of it as possible yeah and then just let the the chaos and entropy that is players be the thing that uh makes the game interesting as opposed to trying to invent a mystery that's actually got some like plot twists and stuff that's uh riveting okay
0: well we should test it out honestly I really like the idea of systems becoming a you know a very multifaceted role playing game show, and I think one of those facets could be like here's a game mechanic we thought of, like and we're play testing it live, basically, not live, but like you know here's us audio of us play testing it and seeing what happens,
2: yeah, we can see something like yeah. that. I'm not gonna be a huge too much of like on that because I don't really like coming up with systems usually but um yeah I would play test for sure yeah yeah
1: no oh, yeah and well, that's and that's like I'm not like I'm not like there's there are enough people that are actually skilled and actually good at this to <laughs> that deserve my money so I'm not going to be uh I'm not going to be you know doing this all the time but you know fun projects on the side where you're like I I kind of just want to do this I want to I want to figure this out <laughs>